Carmelo Anthony is solidified as one of the greatest ever. You know, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, but more importantly, his peers know him as one of the coldest forces to ever step foot on that hardwood. Top 10, top 15, you know. And But the thing that bothers me here about the end of his career, he said it the other day, it's out of his control how he's not on a team right now. The thing that bothers me and drives me nuts the most about this is because he's supposed to have 30,000 career points right now. If he doesn't blatantly get blackballed that Houston season um, and he's able to play in this even reduced role and just hit 900 to 1,000 points a year, he'd be sixth all-time in scoring right behind Michael Jordan as the sixth most points scored in NBA history. And then it's like, how do you tell that story? Because that group that you speak on, like those are the guys that they speak really, really highly of. So here you got this guy from an eye test standpoint, from a Hooper standpoint, untouchable. Then from a number standpoint, he checks the stat boys box. But it's like he's being basically aged out and pushed out of the league, even though he's proven time and time and again with Portland, with the Lakers, you know, and casuals will say defense, but the guy gets you buckets in a high scoring game. He could get you 15 to 20 on any given night and including in a playoff setting. And he's proven himself, but like, you know, for no reason this time, there's not even a, there's not even a narrative as to why he's out this time, right? Before it was the false. He's a bad teammate. He's a bad locker room guy. Um, he's out of shape. Uh, you know, then it was like, oh, he can't take a lesser role. Then it's like, okay, he's a defensive liability. Like who is playing man-to-man defense and actually impacting games with man-to-man defense in today's game, right? And I see veterans in the league that aren't nearly on his level, that aren't nearly you know, the score that he is to this day that aren't even in the shape that he's in because he's adjusted his diet, his training. Like if you really watch him, dedicated himself more now than ever to his game, to his body, um, to ensure that he can play and run around with these young guys. And he was with the Lakers, he was having 20 point, 30 point games on some nights. Right. And that's not something that's just like it's by accident. You could say, oh, it was in a winning team. Again, casual talk. Always that. Right. Like the guy went on an NBA court game after game last year and was the Lakers' best best shooter, you know, that don't make him, you know, don't don't penalize him for them having a messy uh, season where they, they didn't know what was going on, right? They're still trying to figure it out. So, like, with him, it's like he constantly, at the end of his career, proved himself time and time again, was respected in the locker room, respected by his teammates, and, and every city he goes to, he's a legend, right? So, it's like, it's, it's, he's supposed to have that send-off that a Dirk would have, that a D-Wade had, that, a, you know, a, a Kobe. Kobe's like a different galaxy from all these guys, but I mean, like, you know, he's up there, you know, and his, his peers know it, real fans that watch from, his, from the start of his career to now know it. Um, but, you know, like he was about to check, he is supposed to check that box. Even if he were to come back now, he would pass Shaq in scoring. You know, he'd be knocking on Wilt's door. And, you know, like, I'm not even a numbers guy, but like, yo, having 30,000 career points, I think he's like 1,500 points away. So he's like a season and a half away, you know, which he should be playing based on what he did last year. You know, that that's historical stuff. And you're not even counting the year where he didn't even get to play basketball, right? Then he comes back, takes a reduced role, still getting buckets, right? And it's like, you know, he's one of the best to ever do it. If you look at the game, the eye test, the footwork, the, the bully ball, the skill, the shot making, the mid-range, um, you know, just destroying and dismantling a defense, taking a game over, you know, the scoring touch and just like the electricity he bought to an arena at his peak, you know, was never on a team where it was the best team in the league, was never in, a, in his prime in a situation where he was even in the top three roster in the league, you know, and that's all it is. That's the difference, right? People like to act like these guys don't have certain intangibles and some guys don't, but this guy right here, one at every level, one in college, one at the Olympic level, you know, took the Nuggets to the playoffs every single year, first seven years in the league. Um, 
you know, and, and even as a go-to guy in New York, he took that pressure on, right? And it's like, there's at, at, at some point it kicks in that it's a team fucking game, right? So you can't, how do you write this story? Because the naysayers and the people that he's not personable to, they're hating for other reasons, right? Maybe it's the way he carries himself, how he looks, you know, like how he might have spoke early in his career. Um, but for him, it's like, how do you write the story of Carmelo Anthony if you are a hater, <laughs> if you are a mellow hater or a casual? How do you write that story if he's sitting here behind Michael Jordan, behind Kobe Bryant, behind LeBron James, behind Carl uh, Malone, <laughs> and those are the only guys that have more points? And even them, they were go-to guys right till the end of their career. This guy took a reduced role and still managed to knock on their door, right? It just speaks volumes on his longevity, on his dedication to the game, on how he was able to stick around, keep himself in shape. It speaks volumes on who he was in his consistency night to night. And it speaks volumes on, you know, who he is as a legend. Those names aren't no small fucking names. That's basketball immortality right there, right? So... You know, he's solidified regardless. He's at peace with his career. But to see him say that, even after year after year, he proved and knocked down every narrative. Night after night, clutch shots, 20-point games, catch and shoot threes, you know, being a good teammate in the locker room, you know, helping guys out on the squad. Um, and just like, you know, doing what he was supposed to do, maximizing it, even in the reduced role they gave him. Was able to adjust his game at the end of his career. He's not getting that proper send-off. And he's saying, yo, it's out of my control, you know, and, and that's frustrating. He's at peace with his career. We all know we're going to write that story for, for y'all. But, you know, he's he's still being held back and still being done dirty. And, uh, you know, as a fan, that bothers me. But as a, you know, but I always say and we always say there's politics side of things to this, right? There's veterans in the league that can't lace Carmelo's boots. You know, I'm not going to name anyone, but I'm just saying. To this day, you could throw him in a game tomorrow because of the work ethic, because of the repetition throughout his career, and because of who he is as a basketball player and a purist, as a natural God-given ability that he has. He could walk in tomorrow and score 20 points fresh off a plane. <laughs> you know, that's how good this dude is. But um, yeah, he's supposed to check that box. He's supposed to have 30,000 points. <laughs>